I was a miserable sinner. But I'm really a joyful Christian. Amen. Amen. If you're a miserable Christian, that's a sad day for you, I tell you. I hate miserable Christians. I like to see joyful Christians. The Bible says the joy of the Lord shall be our strength. Amen, Nathan. And we have Sharon back among us all the way from Calcutta. Patrick, you can step down there, buddy. Sharon's back. Amen. That's what Sharon said to me there a few seconds ago. But, uh, yeah, it's great to be born again, isn't it? What? Praise God. Yeah? Praise the Lord. Amen. Great to be born again. So, I want to preach to you this morning. And I really feel God wants to do something in the house. That was a great presentation, Andrea. Praise the Lord for your sister. Amen. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask you, Lord, that you would just bless this house and bless your word and encourage us in a special way today. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Great. Okay, turn me to the book of Acts. Can lower that down a bit, please. Chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You've heard from me, for John truly baptized you water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said, It's not for you to know the times, seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witness to me in Jerusalem and to Judea and to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I want to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is amazing. He's actually incredible. And what I want to do is talk to you this morning is about the first thing. The first point is that God promised the Holy Spirit to us. Thousands of years before the disciples, in Isaiah chapter 47, verse 19, God speaks to the prophet Isaiah and says, A day will come when the Holy Spirit will come into the earth. Wow. So God the Father promised from eternity that the Holy Spirit would come to mankind. That's some promise. The Bible says this, that the promises of God are yes and amen to them that believe. In order to receive the promise, You've got to believe the promise. 
just take Daniel today. I said, I'll pick him up. I said, I promise I'll pick you up and we'll go wherever we're going, right? I'm only as good as my word. If I don't turn up, I break the promise. And he'll never fully trust me again. The amazing thing with God is, God will never break his promise. Because God stands over his word. The Bible says that when everything fails and falls away, his word will remain forever. So God the Father, from Isaiah, actually before Isaiah, promised mankind the Holy Spirit. And therefore, when Jesus stands before the ascension, he says to those men and those women and all that group, go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise to be fulfilled. To be fulfilled. Now at that point, they had seen great miracles. They had been with Jesus for three years and yet Jesus says, I'm going now, but I promise you, the Holy Spirit will come. I promise you, in a few days, something's going to happen that you never thought would ever happen. But actually, I promised you, before even you existed, that this would take place for you. And so those men and those women, they went back to Jerusalem and waited for the promise of Isaiah to be fulfilled. But they didn't know or they didn't have a clue what was about to take place would change them forever. Now I remember getting saved. Got saved. But the night I was baptized in the Holy Spirit changed everything for me. I was in a meeting and we were in my brother's house, Daniel and Nathan's dad's house. And we were there and Peter trying to step and says, does anyone want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I didn't even know what he was talking about. So I jumped up out of the, the, the gang and there was some gang in that room that night, right? And I jumped up and said, I'll, I'll get it. Give it to me. Peter, Peter trying to just literally put his hand on my head and out came the Holy Ghost filled me and I started singing in tongues and I went all the way home to my mother's house I was in my bedroom and I was speaking in tongues all night long such was the encounter with the Holy Spirit now listen to this he promised it to them but he promised it to me <laughs> little did I know that night at 24 going into my brother's cell group that God was waiting for me that night to bless me with the promise Here's the thing that ties the promise together. It's a free gift. The promise is a gift. And God loves to give gifts. Do you know how I know that? Because Jesus says in Matthew, he said, how much more will I give to you? Look at the lily, look at the board. How much more will I give to you? And then Jesus goes on, to say, goes on to say, even an evil man will give certain gifts to his family. How much more will your heavenly Father give 
to you. Now here's what you've got to understand, right? I'm a father. And I will do anything for my children. I will actually even go without. I would empty my bank account and give it all to my kids. Freely. Because I love them. And this is where a lot of people don't get. That when Jesus said that that day to those men. He said it because he loved them. And the gift he was about to give them was about to change them. And here's the amazing thing. It would change them. It would change the city of Jerusalem. And it would change the face of the earth. That's what the Lord showed me during the week. Now I know this verse off by heart. I've been re reading it for 30 years. This is what the Lord showed me in prayer. The Holy Spirit was in heaven. And he was just waiting. With great anticipation. And great excitement. To come into the earth. He was part of creating the earth. But he had never been really in the earth fully. Now there was moments in the Old Testament. He turns up. He shows up. But he wasn't fully in the earth. To what was about to happen. In that house that day. He would. Fully come in. To the earth. It's extraordinary. The Holy Spirit. Is amazing. He's incredible. And if there was ever a time. Said it to Chandra today. That young people need to experience it. Is now. They don't need to hear a great sermon. They need to have an encounter. With the Holy Spirit. I remember that night. 26 years ago or more. I still remember it. I still remember it clearly to this day. That encounter changed me forever. And here's the thing. He gave it to me freely. He said, son, I'm going to give you this gift. And this gift is going to change you forever. You know, Jordan said to me a few weeks ago, one day I had a cup of coffee with him. He said, I don't believe in all this Holy Spirit stuff. Now he was, he was raised as a Christian in a Christian home. His mother had probably one of the most phenomenal baptism of the Holy Spirit I've ever seen. I remember we were getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. We were, we were practicing. Paul was in. We were, we were rehearsing in a in studio. for. We were doing a tour with the band. And she walked into the, into the studio. And I remember looking at her and thinking, what, what's just happened to you? Her face was glowing. Something had changed. I remember looking at her thinking, what happened? And she couldn't speak for days. Such was the encounter of this wonderful gift. And here's the thing. This gift is for everybody. I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian. If you're a child of God, this gift is for Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the room. I've been praying for days about this meeting. The second thing, before I get there, so here's heaven, and the Holy Spirit is waiting with great anticipation and excitement. Can you imagine the exchange? Yeah, Andrea touched about the exchange, but there was an exchange between Jesus 
and the Holy Spirit at the moment of the ascension. It's almost he passed the baton on to him and said, this is what Jesus said, Holy Spirit, because imagine the three of them are friends, they know each other very well. He says to the Holy Spirit, I can only be in one place at one time, but you can be everywhere. So it's actually better that you go and I stay. So he ascends and then he comes. Now, my second point is this. Jesus said, wait for the power. Before the cross, he reveals himself in moments and in times as a dove. Gentle. So we all have this understanding that he's gentle, and he is gentle. But when he reveals himself to the earth, he doesn't reveal himself in a gentle fashion. Jesus said, in a few days, you will receive power. So the Holy Spirit reveals himself through power, not through gentleness. Do you know why he does it? Because when something hits you powerfully, you're never the same. I remember when I was 20, you laugh at this story. I was going bald, you know, and I used to glue my hair together. I used to use a special wax, you know. Daniel, I'll get you a jar in about a year. <laughs> but one day, I was so conscious of my hair, I walked across the road, and this motorbike hit me. And I flew in the air, and the hair went all over like this, you know. And such was the bang. I ran back into the barbershop. I said to my friend, get that clipper out and shave every blade of hair off my head. I'm sticking this stupid thing on, and I'm out to get a bang of a bicycle, a motorbike there. Such was the encounter of the bike made me to realize, look in the mirror, son, get rid of the hair. You're just hanging on for dear life here. And your man said, are you sure? I said, I'm not even sure. Get the blade and tear the hair off. Such was the bang. When the Holy Spirit introduces himself to planet Earth, he does it in a powerful, forceful way. It's so powerful and it's so forceful that all those people that are touched cannot stay physically in the same place. Now there's 120 people in the room. The power of this incredible person shows up in planet Earth almost like a, what would you call it, um, thing that comes from the, the galaxies, almost like a comet. Something happens. All of those men, all those women would never be the same. And with rebuilding the church, in the 22nd century, or 2022, we need the master, director, and craftsman that was part of the beginning of the church to rebuild us again. We need an encounter of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
that he will touch you so powerfully that you won't be the same. Jordan rang me this morning. He said to me, he said, I'm just out there reading this book and that book and this book. If God could do it then, Pa, surely he can do it again. Surely, he said to me, we can see thousands saved in Dublin City. Surely we can see people getting healed. Surely we see drug addicts getting severed. If this is what I'm reading is really true, well then surely God can do it again. Now, Bill Johnson says this. It's on my phone, I, I remember. He said it takes a hungry group of people to see the power of God being revealed. All those in the room are pretty hungry and thirsty to receive the promise that had been promised for centuries. And you have to understand, before Jesus came, there was 400 years of silence from heaven to earth. And all of a sudden, this powerful person called the Holy Spirit decides to reveal himself to 120 people. That would change them and change, now listen to me, would change the condition of the earth. So you have the promise, you have the power. And this is my favorite subject. Let's talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. See, he's a person. He's not some mystical entity. Almost like an like electric current. He's a person that wants to reveal himself to you. And that you can have the best friend ever. He can be your best friend. Think of this. Jesus exchanged from heaven to earth. And then from earth to heaven. Wants to bring someone else. That will be closer to you. Than anyone physically can be on planet earth. This person wants to touch you and affect you and change you and fill you. Jesus said, and I think it's in Matthew chapter 8, he said, He that is hungry and thirsty, come unto me, and rivers of living water will flow out of you. See, this person wants to fill you with joy wants to fill you with peace wants to fill you with patience wants to fill you with fruitfulness wants to fill you with self-control wants to fill you with kindness wants to fill you with generosity because he loves you because he cares about you So you can imagine for two seconds Jesus paying that price for humanity on the cross and the Holy Spirit can see that happening and realizes the price that he pays for him 
to come into the earth. You see, the person, the Holy Spirit, performs miracles. Andrea touched on it a few minutes ago. He is the one that does miracles of healing. Denise and myself were talking to her day. I remember going to the hospice to our, to our cousin who was in a hospice who was dying. I walked in, led her to Jesus, prayed her, and she walked out of the hospice. Like, who walks out of a hospice? But that wasn't me. That was the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit loves to bring salvation. Do you know why he loves to bring salvation? Because the word in Greek, sozo, means body, soul, and spirit of wholeness. When Adam fell in Genesis, he brought brokenness. And from Genesis all the way to the last book of the Old Testament, mankind is broken. Then Jesus comes and he gives us a measure. Now, he only gives you a measure of healing and miracles. And that's why Jesus said, greater things will you do than I've done. Why? Because the Holy Spirit can be everywhere, anywhere, at any given time. That's how powerful this person is. Today in Africa, he's doing a miracle. In China, he's doing a miracle. In Pakistan, he's doing a miracle. All around the globe, the Holy Spirit is now moving and doing something around the earth. Causing salvation. Doing supernatural miracles. Delivering people from demons. Getting people to walk again. Getting people to talk again. Getting people to see again. Getting people to hear again. That's how wonderful this person is. That even Jesus, the Son of God, as he baptized the Holy Spirit as a dove, rests upon him. Why? Because Jesus knew that he needed that power to perform miracles. And if there was ever a generation that needs to see the power of the gospel, it is now. The word power in Greek means dunamis, which means it's the word given in English to dynamite. So if I stuck a stick of dynamite underneath you and just put a match to it, it would blow you to smithereens. That's how powerful this person is. Now I want to say this. Nothing, no darkness can stand against him. Now I mean this today. No darkness can stand against the power of the Holy Spirit. No sickness can stand against him. Let me say it again. No sickness can stand against the power of the Holy Spirit. Andrea touched it. No curse can stand against the power of the Holy Spirit. Even unbelief can stand against them. Even doubt can stand against them. I've seen God perform miracles when even at times I didn't even believe they could happen. I remember I was telling Dan, I remember being in Pune and I was walking through one of the slums of Pune and I saw six men running towards me with a few weapons and I dragged this translator and said, let's preach the gospel. And I began to preach the gospel and as they got two feet before me, the six of them fell on their knees and I led them all to Jesus. That wasn't me, that was him. You see, I realized I, I couldn't do anything here, but he can do everything. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes, He can do things that seem impossible, humanly speaking. Humanly speaking. 
I remember being in Romania and God began, the Holy Spirit began to do creative miracles in the meeting. Literally creative miracles. Not someone with a sore thumb. We're talking people who are paralyzed on one side. Boaz is with me. All of a sudden you could see the limbs forming and reshaping. That the person was like this, coming down the aisle and then start running around the building. That's a creative miracle that only the Holy Spirit can do. But you got to believe. You got to believe. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Then it says it is impossible to please God without believing. I've heard people talk about the baptism. That's not really for me. That's stupid talk. Which means not for you. It's a gift from heaven. Jesus died on the cross. He can have this gift. Do you want to be set free? Do you want to be touched powerfully this morning? See, when we give the Holy Spirit room, this person loves to step in and start performing miracles. When you begin to sing in tongues and the Holy Ghost starts to fill you, something changes on the inside. Something happens. Now, people will probably argue me on this point. But the disciples, being with the Son of God, wasn't enough. They needed this powerful moment on a constant basis. If you go through Acts 2 to 6 to 9 to 11 to 16 to 18, all the way through, he shows up in various moments. So this morning, this person wants to introduce himself as a promise to you. He wants to give you this wonderful gift. That you can walk out of here with the promise. Hallelujah. It's awesome, isn't it? But he also wants to introduce himself in a powerful manner. And that doesn't mean you have to be slaying the Spirit. It doesn't mean you have to start jumping down like a bunny rabbit. He can touch you powerfully even sitting on your chair. I've been in meetings where he powerfully touched me sitting on a chair. I can't even get off the chair. I remember I, was, I brought back this morning I was praying I remember that time we were in India years and years ago when Pastor Colin de, Colin de Cruz asked me to just speak one meeting in, in AFT and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost came into the meeting and hundreds started to get saved people were getting healed and set free children were baptized in the Holy Spirit God began to just literally show up in a sudden way so this person is powerful. So why would you not want to know him? Why would you not want to be filled with him? When he's powerful. When he can transform you. And ultimately, 
He wants to show you himself in person. There's nothing, nothing like, let me say this, right? this will make you laugh. I remember seeing Sean from a distance thing, and me and a friend of mine, Terry said, who's she? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to get to know her. And I said, I'm going to get to know her in person. He said, you don't have a chance. I said, watch what I do here. I rocked up here and introduced her, and she didn't even, didn't even look at me, right? But I didn't give it up, because I wanted to know the person. They used to call me Velcro man. I didn't care. Because I wanted to know the person in person. Because there's something happens when you know somebody in person. There's an exchange of friendship. There's an exchange of intimacy. There's an exchange of fellowship. So the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to know him from a distance. He wants to reveal himself in person. And that person, now let me finish with this. That person is the most powerful person on planet Earth. Hallelujah. On planet Earth. He's the most incredible person on planet Earth. And he wants to reveal himself to you powerfully today. I can actually feel him in the room. But you know, most people say, oh, I don't want that. I'm afraid. Why would you not want to know him? He wants to just breathe on you. He wants to fill you, Nate, that you're skipping down the road. And this generation needs a touch of that power. They don't need to hear a good word. They need to be slapped on the head. Literally, uppercuts. All I get from him and nephews, I'm on fire, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. Six o'clock in the morning, getting texts. Half six, I'm getting Steve Fortex sermons. I'm fire for Jesus. Jordan said he walked through the cafeteria yesterday and he was so on fire for Jesus. Two young men said, We'll come to Dublin with you and let's light up Dublin for Jesus. Imagine the church began to light up Dublin for Jesus. All these chairs filled with young people getting saved, set free, delivered from everything. I'll close with this story. I prayed with a heroin addict years ago and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit and he was completely set free of heroin. Actually, still free today. And I said, then what was the feeling like, Fred? He said, exactly like heroin. See how the enemy throws mankind a substitute when there's the real stuff. When there's the real power. Oh, hallelujah. Do you know, I said last week in Frank's church, Frank's church of Brethren Church, I stood up and I said, I'm Pentecostal and I ain't ashamed of it. Because I love the power of Jesus. I love the power of the Holy Spirit. I shouldn't have said that. I didn't care. I said, you know, I love the power of the Holy Spirit. Because he's my best friend. So what I want to do this morning is this. We're going to play a song. I gave Boaz a song earlier this morning. And we pray. You can come up for prayer. You don't have to come up for prayer. You can sit there and pray. But I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit wants to touch you this morning. And I can even walk around and just pray with you as you're sitting down. You don't have to come up here. You don't have to be slain in the Spirit. You can be baptized in the Holy Ghost there. But the key ingredient is open your heart. 
and say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you in person. I want to feel your touch. I want that power to change me. I want that power to affect me. I want that power to liberate me. Maybe you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. This morning is your morning. And here's the thing. He builds the church. We just follow him. So maybe this morning you need a special touch from heaven. Maybe you feel a bit empty, dry, lost. This morning, this person is here and he wants to touch you. So let's pray. Let's pray. There is Holy Spirit, breathe. And on the palm of Jesus' hand. Jesus, breathe. Free. In the story of Jesus. Trust in 